you know, when you write your CV, you write your successes, you don't write your failures, you don't keep track of that. And lots of hiking. Today was our first one. There's a little, a smaller one as well. This one's really cool though, because it's stylish. from Quebec City. This is a new office, new space. I have just gotten organized this week, has been crazy. Lots of driving for sure. It's about an eight hour drive from Toronto. So if you've been following my snapshot series and all of my updates here and on Instagram, you'll know that I'm in Quebec for the duration of this semester, which I'm taking online, at least my university courses. And today I want to talk about internships. So this past summer I worked at Ernst & Young and I got that job in first year. I knew that I had it in April, actually May of first year, and it was for my summer after second year. So that's really early to get an internship, especially such a big internship at Ernst & Young in audit. Um, so I'm gonna walk you through exactly how that process worked and some of the tips uh, for interviewing that I learned along the way. I'm talking a lot more about my career experiences lately because as I start to progress in my career and learn more and feel a bit more confident in the things that I am learning, I feel like I have a bit more advice to share about these things and um, I can definitely see why some of these uh, experiences, e even just the stories, would be helpful to someone just starting. In fact, if you've ever been to one of those Q&A panels um, for like a company or for a job, you'll know that most of the questions there are fairly repetitive and they pretty much stem around like what's your story, um, what are your tips for interviewing and so on, even though oftentimes the answer is similar or you know if not the exact same. So I'm gonna do my best to share my specific experience and some of the more unique tips on interviewing that I've learned. How did I get this Ernst & Young position to start? Uh, it was an audit internship. Ernst & Young hires for audit as well as consulting internships and I, I think they also do cybersecurity. Ernst & Young, in my first year, they ran um, uh, the EY challenge and so one of my friends who then became my housemate she told me about it and she asked me if I was interested in joining her team. Uh, we put together a group of four and participated in the Ernst & Young Challenge in October of first year. The Ernst & Young Challenge is pretty much a pitch competition. It's a very short pitch, totally unrelated to accounting, very much focused on just having fun and showing like your personality a little bit and being creative. We did this, I remember, preparing for this multiple times in our residence, like common areas, and it, that was a good time. And we ended up doing really well. We placed first in our school's teams. Uh, this was only open to first and second years, by the way. And we went on to the national competition, which was then held in February. There was one team from every university in Canada that went and we were put in a hotel overnight and got to do like a ton of really fun events. I think those are kept under wraps actually, so I can't even say what they are. But again, like mostly getting to know people, not anything to do with school or accounting. It was very much communications based and stuff like that. And the cool thing about that is not only do you get to know other students, but you really get to know the recruiters as well as people that work at the firm. One of the things I really enjoy is having chats over dinner. And there was plenty of opportunity to do that because they took us to this really nice dinner venue and we got to like fully just get to know the people sitting at our table. We had a lot of those stand up and like hold a drink type of networking events that you see all the time. There's uh, some panel discussions and stuff like that. 
and you really get a sense of the company through these kind of events. So if you're in university, I highly recommend staying alert about these types of opportunities. Probably there's some kind of posting board at your school, although I'm in Queen's Commerce at the Smith School of Business, so they do a really good job because they're a business school in sharing these kind of opportunities with their students. It's kind of a part of their, their mission, their brand. Maybe if you're in a different department or in a different school, you might have to look a little bit more for this. Or find a friend who's in Smith School of Business or, you know, a similar university or department that can share these opportunities with you. All this to say that I really enjoyed speaking with the people at these events and I really uh, had interesting conversations. So I talked with someone about books, I talked with another uh, person who worked in their like forensics department and that was really interesting. Talked with a partner about how they um, place bids for clients and things like that and like kind of I got to ask some cool questions as well. After that they promote applying for the ELP, the Emerging Leaders Program, which happens in the same summer and it's also kind of like a few days conference where you get put in a hotel overnight and you get to interact with the people at the firm and get to know people. So I applied for that. The thing is when you do your, uh, you, that's an interview process. So when you do your interview process, you're essentially applying as though you're applying for an internship for the following summer. So this was February of my first year. I was applying for the summer emerging leaders program in that summer. But then I was pretty much also applying for the summer after my second year internship. And then I had my interview at the end of April. There's, you know, the typical application process where you do a little um, short online video, you submit your cover letter and so on. I had a really big advantage because in my cover letter I talked specifically about the events I had already attended with Ernst & Young, the things I had talked about with the people there, the exact, you know, type of culture they had. I really could put a finger on it because I had experienced it. So that was a big asset. And then in the interview, uh, there's two people that interview you. So the first was a recruiter and the second was a partner at the firm. By the way, a partner in audit is essentially someone who's um, worked their way up to the top title you can have. And they essentially acquire clients and do a lot of client-facing uh, work and they get to make a lot of the decisions about that client engagement, which is quite cool. Like it's a really interesting position that's very much more communications focused rather than just the audit work. So the recruiter that interviewed me, I had actually gotten to know so well over those few events that I had been to. And she pretty much helped me feel a bit less nervous about the interview overall. Um, that's definitely part of the function of having the recruiter before the partner interviews. But uh, on the whole, she asked me quite a few Teams questions. In Queen's Commerce, we have a whole course about communication and answering interview questions and telling a story and then tying it back to your the job you're applying for. But there's a variety of different types of questions you can be asked. And the one that really got me was, uh, what's a challenge you faced in a team? Now I was prepared, I've done interviews before. In high school I even um, got to interview people, like to hire people for a volunteer position. And I knew how to answer like, what's your greatest weakness? I knew how to answer like your strengths and times I've worked in a team, I had worked in teams before. And so the question of what's a challenge you faced in a team was quite interesting. And it alerted me to the fact that I need to broaden um, my types of experiences that I have and you know this was at the start of my university career so I really took that forward in my future experiences 
but it also alerted me to the fact that I should try and look at each experience I have and take inventory of the things that I'm learning from it and not always just the positives, also like the challenges. I think in my case, I tend to ignore the challenges I've faced and focus a lot more on the things that have gone well. Like I've had so many failures that have led and successes that have led me to where I'm now. But you know, when you write your CV, you write your successes, you don't write your failures, you don't keep track of that. But it's it's good to keep track because it makes for a story and it makes for a good explanation of why you've arrived where you are. And then when I had the partner interview, that was really interesting and exciting because pretty much he asked me a couple questions. One question was about my transcript because it was, um, I had really good marks in first year. And then he asked me, I don't know, some other like little bit of behavioral questions. A lot of audit is behavioral interview um, type of questions. And then he said, okay, you've spoken with the recruiter, I'm sure, and she's asked you a ton of questions. Um, so, you know, how about, let's switch it up. Uh, what are your questions for me? And mind you, I was supposed to have half an hour of an interview with the partner. And five minutes into the interview, he asked me this question. And at that point, I'm thinking, wow, I need to fill up 25 minutes at least asking questions and keeping a conversation going with this partner. The really cool thing is uh, this past summer I've gotten, I got to know this partner a lot better and he's a really cool guy and I'm like, this was a really cool interview experience that actually, um, I think some might feel nervous or might think that it's like a hard interview experience, but it really intrigued me because it's very obvious, it puts a focus on keeping a conversation going and from future chats with him I know that that's a really important part of the type of work he does as a partner and the type of work that is just generally like the type of skill set that's really important to develop in the professional world. And we ended up talking over time actually, we went to about 45 minutes. And from there I got my offer and I accepted it for the following summer, which was nice because I got to relax uh, during the second year busy recruitment period, which is around September. So now I'm heading into my third year recruitment period. and. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a really cool process, but really got to learn a lot about interviewing. So I'm gonna share four quick tips that I have before moving on to the updates. The first is to build a personal brand. I talk about this all the time. And if there's one thing I'm so immensely grateful for, it's the fact that I had and started this blog and YouTube channel. Um, it was an outlet for me, but it was also kind of a, a place to like, publicly display the things that I'm working on. And now more than ever, that is so important. Anyone who does, like even if you're in engineering or in computer science, if you demonstrate your work online somewhere, you, you build a portfolio, it makes you so much more credible when you're going to an employer and saying like, okay, I can do these things, but like, look, I'm not just saying I can do them and I'm not just telling you stories of when I've done them. I'm, I can actually show you pictures or uh, proof that I've actually done this and some of the type of work I do. The second is to get good at telling stories and to do that concisely, also to connect it to the specific job and to be very outright about what that says about you or what type of skills that demonstrates. The third is to interview the company as much as the company is interviewing you. This one is huge and it comes with experience um, doing more interviews and working on more jobs, but the interview process is as much an opportunity for you to get to know the company 
and whether you'd like to work there, as it is for them to get to know if they'd like to hire you. So I think the Ernst & Young process was really great that way because I got to pretty much do that through all of those events, even though as a first year I, you know, I was trying to impress in my interview, I wasn't really trying to figure anything out. Which brings me to my last point, which is to be good at asking questions. Asking smart questions and like on the spur of the moment is pretty much the ideal way to get by in any conversation. Um, take a look at my snapshot on the sales tip for a little bit more on this topic. But in how do you practice this? I think probably the best would be reading books and reading them actively. So like asking yourself questions while you're reading and then also practicing listening actively um, and really kind of being curious about anything that you talk about with anyone. For this next update portion, I'm gonna show you some of the things that I've been seeing and some footage from where I've been lately. So in terms of what I'm doing, lots of organizing, unpacking, lots of driving, cause it's an eight hour drive between Toronto and Quebec City where we're at now and lots of hiking. Today was our first one. Um, it's really nice. I've gotten really, really sweaty. So I'm learning a bit more about the gear to wear and everything, but yeah, that's uh, what I've been doing. In terms of what I've been loving lately, um, our Airbnb has these French presses. There's a little, a smaller one as well. This one's really cool though, cause it's stylish. And I've been loving making French press coffee. I made the first one this afternoon and it was delicious. The next prompt is what have I been learning? And so I've selected my courses for this upcoming year. Pretty much all of them are marketing focused. I'm taking one that's a mandatory course on operations management, one that is sales management, one that's marketing strategy, and one that's my elective, which is financial technology. This is a pretty big pivot considering I did an audit internship this summer, but I really think this might be what I'm passionate about. and. I've been pretty much diving deep into learning more about it and taking some, doing some webinars and reading about it and things like that. So that's been exciting. What do I wonder? Well, that's something that a lot of people who share their life online wonder and it's pretty much how much to share. Um, I want to talk a lot more about my career and the projects that I'm doing because they're really exciting and I'm learning a lot from them, but I think I grapple with how much of that to share and why not or why to share it as well. So I'm curious what you think about that if you do have an opinion on it.